Hello everyone, I'm your host Annie Watson and welcome back to a bonus episode of R is Rare. I actually came across this issue this morning as I was doing some stuff for my podcast Instagram at R is Rare Podcast if you haven't followed me already and my mom sent me this article from Fox News about an issue regarding a kind of more well-known, quote-unquote well-known, um, condition in the rare disease community, POT syndrome, and there was a huge issue around it in the media from yesterday's episode of Jeopardy, which I'm a game show fanatic, but this issue needs to be addressed, and the inner aspiring journalist to me was like, I need to get down to this, and my mom was like, you should probably choose to set the record straight and that's my plan for this episode. The first half is going to be me describing the article and the issue from yesterday's episode of Jeopardy and exactly what the um, conundrum is all about, which it's very justified conundrum. Don't mind. I mean, it's justified. Um, I will definitely be going on a soapbox. I know that for sure. And then the second half of this bonus episode will be me as a non-POTS patient telling you what it is and actually clearing the air for what it is instead of what Jeopardy told us it was. So I hope you guys enjoy. Be um, prepared for a little bit of ranting on my part. I always want to defend my fellow zebras. If somebody is being like attacked, I am always that person who is like, no, you did something wrong and I'm here to defend my friend. Whether it's my non-rare disease friends or my rare disease friends or even like my siblings or my parents I'm always ready to defend people even though that puts me in some sticky situations I'm always ready to defend people and again as the inner aspiring journalist in me I always want to get ahead of the news I always want to get ahead of the um get ahead of the storyline so that's what this episode is going to be like. Um, be sure to subscribe to our Rare on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I will be uploading my regular episode this Thursday. Um, I do bonus episodes every now and then. I think this is my fourth bonus episode. But again, this is just because I wanted to clear the air on this issue. And also follow me on Instagram at Podcast. Without further ado, let's get into the bonus episode. article at hand it was published on fox news this sometime this morning on june 22nd 2021 and the title of the article is jeopardy viewers upset over quote-unquote misogynistic quote-unquote outdated clue about a medical condition tyler mccarthy the author um is very quick to recognize what the condition is because it's not in the title it's literally it's literally in the second paragraph which kudos to him for not like making us wait making us wait because more often than not, if you aren't affected by this medical condition, you probably would scroll past a couple paragraphs and then leave because that's what most people do. I'm guilty of it with some articles as well. Um, because some people, he's trying to get people to read it, which this should, it's an important issue. It really is. I am fumbling on my words because I'm actually speechless. Um, the category for Jeopardy that this was for the other day, I think it was either the other day or yesterday was plain named maladies like sicknesses and the uh, clue read quote postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome is also known as grinch syndrome because this organ is too small end quote 
And according to Jeopardy, the answer is, quote, what is the heart? Take with that what you will, but I'm going to make three main points here. Again, this is as from someone who does not have POTS and is not affected by it. Number one, I researched POTS for about three, three and a half hours in total after reading this article in its entirety. Nowhere in my research from the top medical associations, top medical universities in the U.S. and Dysautonomia International, who also tweeted and commented on this issue, nowhere from my research did it say that the size of the heart affects if you have POTS syndrome. Nowhere. Number two, I've never heard Crohn's syndrome before. I don't know why people think it was like, I don't know who calls it that maybe it's a stigma to, it's like a stigma that people that's still around because people thought it was okay decades ago and we're trying to get rid of it so I haven't heard of it because I don't have pot syndrome I don't know maybe I'm wrong I apologize number three who thinks it's okay to call a condition by its offensive term on public tv national television oh I looked it up on the Forbes, um, Forbes did an article about the viewership of Jeopardy since Alex Trebek passed away last year. 9.68 million viewers averaged from January to March 2021. That's ridiculous. You're going you're gonna to publicize this clue on a national, nationally televised game show? Like, what the heck? Like, who thought that, that was okay? Who, I want to know who was in those rooms in those conference rooms going over these questions and thinking yeah that's okay we can show this as part of the as part of the uh game tonight like what who thinks that that's why there should be disability advisory committees because most of these people are able-bodied people who aren't affected by disabilities mental health illnesses rare diseases and chronic illnesses most of these people aren't affected by it I'm going to generalize here, but I'm assuming because of the way the disability workforce works and doesn't work, I would assume most of those people behind the, behind the TV cameras who wrote those questions were able-bodied people. Who in their right mind thinks it's okay to publicize this to millions of people thinking, yeah, nobody's going to notice it? Like, even if they didn't think that they could get away with it, like, allowed, but mentally like yeah it's fine we can put this out there just get done and over with like what the heck a third if you're if you're using the 9.68 million viewers on jeopardy of jeopardy one to three million people in the u.s have pot syndrome so if we're using the higher number about a third of jeopardy that that counts for like a third say every single person with pots in the u.s was watching jeopardy that night that's a third of their viewership. And if that stands to that stands corrected, if that if that lines up, if say hypothetically all POTS patients were watching Jeopardy that night, and because of this atrocious thing that happened, they all decide to not watch it anymore, which is morally justified and I would stand with them. They lose a third of their viewership, which is they probably aren't affected by it, but like Still, that's ridiculous that they think that this is okay. And I kind of feel bad for Savannah Guthrie, who was the guest host for this episode, because I don't know if she's educated on this. As of today, and according to the article, 
none of the producers and I don't think Savannah Guthrie commented on this issue. I may be wrong. Maybe there's an article that comes out as I speak that discusses her opinion on the issue. But like, come on, people. Why? We're still trying to like get rid of the R word. You all know what word I'm talking about. I'll never type it out and I'll never say it out loud because it's disgusting. But there are still many variations of it in words like Grinch syndrome, which is dehumanizing. We should never dehumanize people just because they're not the able-bodied, beautiful people that we hold up. Everybody's beautiful, trust me. But just because they aren't the able-bodied, beauty standard following people that the media wants us to be, you still think this is okay? It's not. This The mental health toll that this has to put, especially on people my age, teenagers, young adults, trust me, mental health affects people of all ages, and you're also never too young to be sick or disabled. But the mental health toll on kids, young adults, even like elderly people, like that's gotta be, that's gotta take a toll. To see this on national television, on, on a game show you probably have loved for days, months, even years, have fond memories of watching, and you see this, and you're probably thinking, oh, what is this what people think of me? Because that's what the media has now brought to attention, is that's what people think of people with pots. And that's unacceptable. We should never, ever do that. I'm not saying to sugarcoat every single detail about life with pots. That's also not the right way to do it, because that's not being realistic. Life with pots, from my understanding of people I know with it, and from my research, can be awful. People, but better to be transparent about the, about your life and about the condition at hand than to drag millions of people through the mud. And that's just Americans too. People worldwide suffer from this. It's disgusting. I, I don't have any more words to say than disgusting. It's offensive and people need to work on it. Disability advisory committees should be mandatory. That's just my opinion because I... This is an example. If you think that disability advisory isn't like, isn't necessary, look at this issue. Calling it Grinch syndrome. First of all, calling it Grinch syndrome, gross, disgusting, horrible, but also being inaccurate. That's literally ableism. That's literally ableism if you're misinforming people about the reality and the true causes of these conditions. And also, like, POTS is a more common condition. Um, again, three million Amer- up to 3 million Americans suffer from it. But that doesn't mean that we can just misinform people because it's not rare. That, no, that's just not, that's not correct. And I just hope at least one person listening to this has, A, has a sliver of the passion I have for it, and B, chooses to research it and chooses to stand up for the POTS, the POTS patients and anybody that's, that has gone through something like this because it's awful. Nobody should have to go through this in general. I'm not enabling it. That's disgusting. No, but still like, even if it's in an everyday situation that doesn't involve Jeopardy or a national, nationally televised program, this is disgusting and it needs to change. Um, I am just so happy that I came across this article because you know, I'm about to defend my fellow rare disease and chronic illness patients. You know, I'm about to, because I'm not going to let this slide. I know there's not nearly a significant change that I can do because I don't work for Jeopardy. I don't work behind the scenes at ABC. I'm not in corporate media yet, but I'm a teenager doing a podcast and informing people. I don't like, 
I can't do much, but I want to make this issue known to people who can. Um, I'm not saying I'm going to let this slide. I'd rather be proactive than reactive, but I'm doing this because I know that this is almost the ability of what I can do to change it. If I speak about it for 20 minutes and I feel, and I have one person take away one thing from this episode, that's totally fine. I'm content with that because change needs to happen. And this is why. Again, there's other reasons why, but this is evidence that change needs to happen and ableism is gross and disgusting. On that note, we're going to take a little break and on the second half of the episode comes some info about POTS. We are back. So first of all, thank you for lasting through 10 minutes of my soapbox because I, first of all, I needed to let that out. I was furious reading that article. Please go read it if you have the chance. Also, just it takes like five minutes to read. Um, most of it is him re-quoting the uh, tweets he has inserted in the article. But please go read it. It's just, again, I'm not affected by POTS in any way, shape, or form. And I am, like, on fire right now, like, wanting to make sure my POTS people are protected. They deserve all the rights that every other person deserves. So, first of all, thank you. Secondly, this half of the episode is going to be me giving you the rundown on exactly what POTS is from a non-POTS perspective. Um, kind of just like a rundown on what exactly it is, um, some key things to know about it, um, kind of clearing the air on what POTS actually is <laughs> at Jeopardy. Sorry, I had to put in my teenage sarcasm there somewhere. Okay, so POTS is an acronym and it stands for Postural Orthostatic Tachycardia Syndrome. Each of those words means something, um, and those the definition of each of the words kind of describes what the condition is in a whole. Postural um, regard is regarding the position that your body is in. Orthostatic means that you're standing upright, so the posture of your body is that you're standing in an upright position. The T stands for tachycardia, and that's just a fancy word for an increased heart rate. And S is for syndrome, and that means a group of symptoms. That is so key to understand. POTS is not a disease itself. It's a group of syndrome. It's a group of symptoms. Sorry. It's a syndrome, which is a group of symptoms. Um, so yes, POTS is a syndrome, group of symptoms, that is a disorder of the blood flow and your circulation, according to Cleveland Clinic. I will leave all my sources in the show notes below. It's a form of dysautonomia, which I think threw around that word earlier in the episode, um, which dysautonomia is any disorder of the autonomic nervous system, which is the nervous system which automatically controls vital bodily functions such as heart rate and blood pressure. We can't force to we can't force our bodies to control our blood pressure and our heart rate. Um, our, our autonomic nervous system um, controls those and like responds and regulates it. Um, so people with POTS have a disorder of the autonomic nervous system, which means they don't have nearly as much control over their over um, automatic vital bodily functions as, say, I do with someone who doesn't have POTS. Um, so again, it's not a disease itself. It's a group of symptoms that someone may have, and most of it is increased heart rate. Um, they'll do a tilt table test, I think it's called, which is where they, or something similar to it is where they have the patient sit, and then you stand up, and from 10 minutes of standing up after you have sat down, um, if your heart rate increases 
by 30 beats per minute or higher if you're an adult 40 beats per minute or higher if you're a kid um then you will probably be diagnosed with pot syndrome because it it involves an increased heart rate due to it can be because you have less blood in your circulation or again your autonomic nervous system isn't regulating your blood pressure and your heart rate as well as someone without pots can um again key thing here and the key myth i'm trying to debunk here which trying to i will debunk because it's actually true according to johns hopkins medicine and many of the other sources i used the structure of the heart in someone with pots is absolutely normal again (laughs) jeopardy but again no shrunken heart here no grinch syndrome please don't use the word grinch syndrome it's just disgusting it's dehumanizing please don't ever say it ever ugh But yes, the structure of the heart is completely 100% normal. It's more so the function of the autonomic nervous system um, and also your fight or flight nervous system, which I think is the sympathetic nervous system. Again, all the resources will be in the show notes below. In someone with POTS, they they will face increased increased or decreasing heart rate. You can have it either way, um, where it's like hypoglycemic or hyperglycemic, I think is the word. but also um, it can be increased or decreasing blood pressure. I think Noah, um, I did an interview with her. I don't know if I said it on the record or not, but as I was like getting to meet her, she has POTS, but I think hers is the opposite where it goes down instead of goes up. But again, you can have POTS either way. Um, just for measure, the normal blood, uh, normal blood pressure is usually 120 systolic over 80 diastolic and that's just the measure of how hard your heart is pumping blood pretty sure for someone with pots usually like on the higher if you have high blood pressure as a result of pots again it can be higher or low but higher blood pressure can usually be 40 one 140 systolic or above over 85 systolic or above so it's very very high um, and this is because the blood in someone with POTS, again, it's the way their autonomic nervous system is working is because it's not when they stand up, the blood's not going equally to their brain. It's usually staying at their feet from when they were laying down or sitting. That's um, just layman's terms. There were a lot of medical terms I saw in my research that I couldn't explain to you um, without like directly quoting it. So I'm trying to make sure I'm not plagiarizing here um, because no one should ever plagiarize. That is against a lot of laws i'm pretty sure i don't want to plagiarize i'm trying to make sure it's general information again you can do more research on your own with the links below and just a simple google search um please don't use webmd it's not really that reliable but again you can do most of the research yourself as well but i'm trying to give general info um but yeah the blood in a in someone with POTS will tend to stay at their their lower extremities, which is why some most people, most if not all people with POTS have a sense of dizziness and a inclination to faint. Sorry, I was trying to think of the word. Um, an inclination to faint because they don't have enough blood in their brain. Um, it's all in their lower extremities. Um, so the blood isn't in their brain for them to be able to stay like stable. Um, but yeah, that's brain fog dizziness faintness and increased heart rate increased or decreasing heart rate and blood pressure are the main symptoms there are a lot of other symptoms but um depending on the case which like every other condition i'll talk about on this show every case is different 
Um, some people have it really mild and they only have a few uh, symptoms. Some of it, it's like debilitating um, to the point where doing everyday housework and chores can exacerbate it. Um, so doctors will usually tell you to switch your diet and your exercise. I think from my research, exercise is usually encouraged. Um, isometric exercises um, is the best thing I've seen from my research where it's you can do these exercises from your bed. It's from my understanding, it's more so just like your 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 whole body is sitting still, but you're moving parts of your body to exercise them. Again, I'm not an expert here. This is someone who's trying to inform about rare diseases and chronic conditions because this is a chronic condition. Symptoms may subside, but it will last. And according to Johns Hopkins, it's not life-threatening, but it is life-changing because most people will need stuff like compression socks um, to make sure that their legs don't swell too much. Um, I think that's why people use compression socks. I may be wrong. But yeah, common things like com compression socks, mobility aids if it's so bad they can't walk, um, usually things like that. Um, a lot of things that surprisingly health insurance won't cover. But yeah, compression socks are the main thing I've seen um, from my research. And according to the American Heart Association, only around 30% of patients with POTS will feel um, feel like they would need to faint, um, which is considered a minority. Um, it was in a journal by a medical professional for the AHA. But again, that may vary. Like there may be more, again, 30% of 3 million is a lot of people when you think about it. Um, but again, it's still technically a minority because of the percentage. And also a majority of POTS patients are women of childbearing age, which was defined as 13 to 50 in the sources I used. But also men can still get it. Men and young boys can still get it, but it is more common in women. And a lot of like acute stressors like pregnancy, uh, traumatic brain injury can induce induces the wrong word, can lead to an exaggeration of the autonomic nervous system, which can lead to POTS. Um, I saw a lot of questions like, can pregnancy, can pregnancy cause it? Is it a, is it like a side of, is it going to happen if I get pregnant? It really depends on the situation. Um, again, please go see your, your medical professionals um, before you diagnose. Please don't self-diagnose. Like, I, I mean, again, you know your body better than anybody, but it is best to get a doctor's opinion because they have the best resources to help you. Um, I know I've had some negative things to say about doctors in the past, but it was like one or two people and it was because they weren't taking my story seriously. As long as they take your symptoms seriously and also if a doctor who's trying to diagnose you with POTS or help out with your POTS um, says that it's because you're too anxious, most of the sources I use said that doctors, uh, I think a couple decades ago, finally realized, like, they came to the conclusion that anxiety is not a cause of POTS, but it can be, those can still, like, coexist. You can still have anxiety, diagnose anxiety or depression and have POTS, but your diagnosed anxiety or depression aren't the reason why you have POTS, if that makes sense. Um, you can still have a lot of issues and also there is no for sure genetic marker, but um, some genetic markers have um, been linked between hypermobility disorders like Ehlers-Danlos and hypermobility spectrum to POTS. So a lot of the EDS people I know and that I follow on Instagram also have POTS, but you can have EDS and not have POTS and like vice versa. Um, a, lot of the a lot of people who have POTS 
usually have it with something else. It's not, for the most part, from my understanding, it's not something you have on its own. Um, usually it's because of like hyperthyroidism or even like dehydration or um, EDS, Ehlers-Danlos, um, Lyme disease. And a lot of things can happen because of POTS, not like the POTS happened because of something else. Um, some people who have POTS often get like ME and CFS, which is chronic fatigue syndrome. I don't like the ME is uh, an acronym for a condition that's similar to chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, but I, I could not pronounce them to save my life. So I'm not going to butcher it on the record. Um, not going to butcher it on the podcast, but ME and CF, CFS are, um, also linked with POTS as well as mast cell, um, MCAS, which I think is mast cell association syndrome. Um, those are all kind of connected, but not like exactly correlated. Like you could probably still have POTS and not have MCAS or CFS or ME. Um, it really just depends on the patient because I mean, every single case is going to be different. You can still um, do exercise, you can still exercise and do some things depending on how severe your case is. Um, I know a lot of people, it's really, really bad. Some people, it's I can still exercise and take care of my kids. It's just every once in a while, I feel like I'm going to faint. I can't speak for it. Again, I don't have POTS. Um, But yes, it does not include the structure of the heart, structure, the structure of the heart in someone with POTS is absolutely normal. And it's just a disorder of the circulation of somebody's blood. Um, I really wanted to get general information. I don't have it. So I can't give you a more well-informed um, recording, I guess, more well-informed narrative. There it is. More well-informed narrative about what POTS is because I'm not a patient of, I'm not a POTS patient. I say that five times fast. But yeah, I don't have POTS, so I can't speak for it. I do know people who have POTS, um, and a lot of rare disease people I follow um, have it. So just go through my following, for the most part, on my Instagram, on my podcast Instagram, our podcast, and some of those people have POTS, so they can tell you better But what it's like. But yes, um, usually it's lightheadedness, increased blood pressure, heart rate, or decreasing heart rate heart rate blood pressure heart rate blood pressure um but yes it is not Grinch syndrome I mean just don't call it Grinch syndrome ever it's gross and disgusting um dehumanizing ableist um all those not so lovely things and has no correlation to the structure of the heart nobody who has POTS has a small heart and some of these um symptoms can be pretty mild or pretty severe um just go see your medical professional if you think you have it um, they can diagnose you the best. Um, there's a lot of different tests you can take. There's no genetic test, sadly, because there's no genetic marker for POTS in particular. Um, but yes, there are a lot of conditions that are correlated with it. But again, you could have EDS, MCAS, ME, CFS without having POTS. But yeah, that's just a little 411 general information on POTS. I will leave all of my sources in the show notes below. Go do some more extra research because I am not well-informed enough. I'm not a medical student. I'm just I'm just a teenager informing you guys on issues regarding rare diseases and the lives of those rare diseases and chronic conditions. I know, again, POTS isn't rare, but it usually is associated with most people that I know that have it have a rare disease and also have POTS. Um, it's a chronic condition, though, that affects millions of people and is clearly misunderstood. Um, if you didn't listen to the first half, you understand why. 
or if you did listen to the first half, you understand why I said clearly misunderstood because nobody should ever call it cringe syndrome on a national televised, nationally televised game show. But yes, that's all I'm going to give with, give you guys today. Um, I also have a reel up as of right now. Um, go check it out on my Instagram at rsreerpodcast. Um, hopefully this was helpful and educational, and I hope you guys enjoyed my soapbox <laughs> earlier in the episode. If there's any other um, issues, I will try to hop on them, stuff like this. Um, I always want to defend my zebras, my rare disease patients, and my spoonies, my chronic illness patients. Um, but yes, I hope that this was helpful. Um, be sure to subscribe to RS Rare on po- Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And stay tuned for my regular episode this coming Thursday. See you guys then. Bye.